The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. To radioactive metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, Game Over, man. Game Over episode of Radioactive Metal. Uh, oh, this is episode 695, and I'm Snowy White. And dear listeners, this is Aaron. And this episode, like every episode, is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe. Because when you subscribe, you're not going to run out of coffee. You get coffee sent to you every month. And you know what that means? That means that you get up, you can summon the demons a little earlier. You can, um, I, was try, I was trying to quite quote something that um, Coffee Bean Occult's wife had posted about like chaos, chaotic vibes, and no, no negative, no, what did she call it? No negative positivity. Or no toxic positivity that was toxic it. positivity yeah i was crying it's crying it's so funny but l- listen guys these guys are a great company and when i say company it's like these two people right like this isn't some big conglomeration this isn't starbucks mm. in seattle these are people that love coffee that love metal and want to bring it to you Right, mm-hmm. and they want to bring you quality, quality stuff. So, T R V E K V L T Coffee dot com. Um, check them out. Uh, it's T R V E dot K V L T dot Coffee on Instagram. That's the best place to follow them. Join the email list. You're going to learn all sorts of stuff. You'll get special offers and all that sort of stuff by going out there. Um, and you know, when you get on the um, the Instagram every now and then you'll see something fun like um, Mrs. Coffee Bean Ocalta wore some crazy metal shirt when she dropped her kid off at um, a daycare that's run by a church and yeah. she posted it as mom fail I'm like no that's a mom <laughs> win now the kids clearly yeah. know who the coolest mom is that's right that's right the envy of the the envy of the preschool Ah, oh, you got the cool mom because those are just cool people at exactly at true cobalt coffee yeah yeah like we we don't have to remind people like like our our listeners that the reason 
we are working with them is not because they're throwing us a ton of money because they're not, but they're just, it's their people and a quote unquote product. I hate that word, but it is what it is that we want to get behind that we believe in and they are like-minded people. So yeah, that love metal. Yeah. You know what sucks about like the, the term product, like the term product and the term selling are two very dirty words, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if either of those are done right, there is nothing wrong with it. You know, like, like because we all consume good products. And, and I think that's what we want, right? Well, like you want, you want a product, quote unquote, like True Call Coffee, because not only is it good, right? But it's also like, where's the mm -hmm. money going? Is it going to somebody's yacht? Is it going to another Rolex? No. It is literally putting, you know, food in the mouths of children for their family, right? Like, mm -hmm. th this is a small mom-pop operation. So, like, when we're talking a product, like, this is a good product because it supports good stuff, man. For sure, for sure. And one of those great stuff that we like to talk about is their um their unique collaborations with awesome bands they've worked with incantation before great coffee from them the mighty master you know another great band they've worked with and i hope everyone's got their pre-order in for the uh for the midnight blend that's going to be available very soon all three of those great bands all radioactive metal alum as well as well all the more reason to get behind a true Cavalt uh, coffee. Uh, so, how is everything going with you so far? Dude, it's going alright, man. It is, um... It's been a really crazy week since we last talked. You mm -hmm. know, last, last week, like literally almost exactly to the day and the hour, I was um, stringing up my guitar on the air. Said guitar is next to me now. And I've been playing mm -hmm. it for a week, and I can't believe it's a week old with that pickup, and I love it. I've been plugging right in, I've been recording, making all kinds of great noise, you know. What's happening with you, man? Well, as you may recall, last episode, kind of while we were doing some house cleaning, I mentioned that good friend of the show and personal friend of ours, Ninja Cat Phil, and his beloved fiance. well, she is now his wife of officially last last weekend you know the day after we uh we recorded last episode was their wedding it was a beautiful ceremony your cool uncle snowy was the groomsman our good buddy dustin ducky was the best man it was a fantastic ceremony and then afterwards we you know the wedding party we jumped into a limousine made our way to the hotel where the reception was going on Okay, and the plan at first was once we all got there and we gathered up some people that were going to want to join us with the shows. Every time we go to a show, right, what we like to do is Snowy's packing a bottle of Jack. No. <laughs> okay. And And no. what we like to do, yeah, yeah, and what we like to do is, you know, pep, pep, pound back a couple back alley lemmies before before the evening starts and all that kind of our own tailgating we were going to do that in the back alley behind the hotel 
in our suits, our tuxes, and all. we were still going to that. But oh, dude, it was fucking cold. It was freezing out last last Saturday. So I said, "Why don't we all just pile up into your hotel room that Phil and Diana had reserved for their wedding night?" Yeah, because so, that's exactly what they want. <laughs> well, no, they thought it, they thought it was a great idea because you know, before everything started, we all we we went up, we we had a couple belts, we. It's a great start of the evening, and then afterwards we came down into into the ballroom area, and your cool Uncle Snowy here um, got tapped to act as the MC for the evening. So basically, what that means is it was my job to get on the mic because we had a live DJ that was in charge of and queuing up the karaoke and all that. It was my job to introduce the couple, introduce all those special dances, you know, the couple's first dance, the mom's son dance, daddy-daughter dance, and all that good stuff. That was up to me. No problem. I can do that. Like, I speak to the world every Friday. It's true. You know, I, you I know me, you it's like, some, <laughs> some people, some people are just... You know, they're very shy. They're very introverted. The idea of getting up in front of a crowd and talking, okay, that kind of makes them scared and nervous. Okay, I'm not one of them. <laughs> okay, I got I got no problems doing this. So I said, okay, no problem. I, I, I can do this. The DJ, okay, um, is he's actually a local musician. He goes by the stage name of Thor. He is the drummer of a local blues band called DB and the Deadbeats. Oh, well, this is really cool. I introduced myself as Snowy like I do out because this was... Okay, yeah, there's a lot of normies around, but this is basically a fun world event, like exactly. my fun world homies. So everyone there was all called, you know, half the people there already knew me as as Snowy anyways. So he was a really cool guy. Part of my evening and um, every, everything that goes with it is I wanted to do some karaokeing. Okay, I have a nickname for Phil and Diana. I refer to them as Jack and Diane. Just kind of, and I think I mentioned this last week. Well, I, well, that was the song that I absolutely had to do. Oh, of course, and I have did. to admit. Oh, I have to admit. You know what? I think I pulled it off pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but then I tried to sing the Cult's Firewoman. Oh, okay. Like I know I'm a bad singer. All right, but you never actually quite hear it, really. Okay. Once every time I tried to kick into the chorus of that song, oh, I could hear it. I could hear I could hear just how bad of a singer I am. But you know what? Mrs. Snowy loved it. I could see like I was singing right beside her and she was getting into it. She was singing along. She was she she was clapping. Her face was just a glow because that's one of our quote unquote songs. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that just that that just gives me incentive, you know, just to okay, I suck, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Because I'm a firm believer in um, if you know how to sing, you shouldn't be karaoke. And karaoke is for people that suck. 
Well, I mean, my thought is that, especially being that we are in the rock and roll business, um, just because we can't sing doesn't mean we should let that stop us. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I remember Mrs. Snowy saying as the evening was winding down, she said, this is the most unique wedding I've ever been to. And I'm like, well, why is that? Well, first of all, the music, half of it was metal. Okay. The karaoke, you did the cult. Phil did Godsmack. <laughs> okay. And every other song was like a metal song. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, you know, you're right. It was very unique, I guess. So, yeah, so um, it definitely a good time was had by all. And once again, congratulations and horns up to uh, Phil and Diana. Absolutely. Here, here. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, okay, the, now it's, you've got the rest of your life together. You know, I want to give you some sort of, wisdom you know for being married myself for over three decades but right off the top of my head it's friday night i don't know what to say right now <laughs> except except you guys know how to get a hold of me if you ever you know if you ever need advice or anything any relationship ideas or advice your cool uncle snowy is always around um how about we get on with uh with the grunt here as my dad used to say with tonight's mandatory metal segment courtesy of the fine folks at a true cobalt coffee i want to introduce all of our, our all of our international listeners to uh cal calgary doom atmospheric whatever you want to call it um duo mares of thrace their new record the exile is available now and this band almost dropped off my radar i remember i haven't i haven't seen anything from mares in quite a while and when the record came across my desk i gave it a spin it's like you know what this is definitely mandatory music so with that in mind, this is Canada's own Mares of Thrace with Dark Harbors.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, hit me. What's well, going on with your metal fix? There's a lot going on, right? So, <clears throat> first of all, at the top of the hop, we had a dedication this week. And mm. this is probably by the time everyone's hearing it, two weeks old, so it's really old news. But this past Friday, um, you know, when you're probably like, wow, why didn't you guys talk about Taylor Hawkins passing? Because I think he died either while we were recording or right after we finished. Um, it, it, that one hit mm-hmm. me like a ton of bricks. I got up Saturday morning and I saw something about, I'm like, uh, and I did a double thing. I'm like, no, I read that wrong. There's no way. So, um, man, our, our thoughts and condolences are really with the family of Taylor Hawkins and the Foo Fighters and just, holy crap. Like, it was so sudden. It's awful. And, you know, I, I still stand beside, uh, behind what I said last week about their, um, Dream Widow album. It's a phenomenal metal album. Phenomenal mm-hmm. metal album. And this week, I actually found a Taylor Hawkins playlist. And so, oh, okay. yeah, it was, it, um, I was just, you know, jumping around, trying to figure out the most of my Apple Music plan that I have. And uh, they, I, good on them. They put together a Taylor Hawkins uh, playlist. And I'm impressed because it, it wasn't even just like Foo Fighters, right? Like, and, and his solo project, Mm -hmm. it was anything he was a studio musician on. So Coheed and Cambria was there. Miley Cyrus was there, like all kinds of great music. And you hear the range of this guy. It's like, wow, what a loss. Like what a loss. So, you know, the rock and roll roll world has been mourning. um, And, you know, we are mourning right there with you. And just, yeah, mm-hmm. so that sucks. Now, um, have you heard of a show called Freaks and Geeks? Oh, you know what? Oh, we had that. Is it still on? Yeah. No. Look, wasn't, wasn't Linda Cardinelli in, yes. in that? Yep. You okay, know exactly yes, what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was on between like 99 and 2000 or 98 and 2000, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Judd Apatow was working on it, and it, it launched the careers of a lot of people that we all know. And I had heard an interview with Judd, and I had been watching a few other things with some of the characters from that show. I'm like, let me go see if I can find it. So it's on Hulu. So if anybody's interested, you can see it on Hulu. There's like 18 episodes, I think. Um if nothing else, like you personally would love the soundtrack, right? Okay. Like I don't know how many episodes you saw, but like the soundtrack is very well done. It's set in Michigan between 1980 and 1981, and I gotta say, <clears throat> watching it was a little painful at first because it took me back to being those kids. I'm like, oh god, ah. oh this is how people viewed me. Oh my. God. God, I'm just like, oh, like here's the asshole jock again, you know. Like mm-hmm. it was, it it was accurate and it's funny because like they have you know, um, well Biff uh, from the Back to the Future series plays the um, gym teacher, right? And he's phenomenal. He is he is like the perfect stereotypical gym teacher from the '80s. Uh-huh. It, it was just, it was amazing. So. 
it's it's a killer show. Um, definitely watch it. I only ever had that one season, but um, it really did launch the careers of a lot of people. And honestly, it's some fine, fine work. It really is some good stuff. All right. So, do you? I think did I talk about this last week that Henry Rollins is in town this week? No, no. What's up? So Henry Rollins will be here on April third, and um. I was on the fence, and I finally decided, you know, let me see if their tickets are left. There was a ticket left in the front row. Holy shit. I don't know how that happened, how I got a front row ticket. And this is where, uh, you know, like when you scold Winnipeg, I have to scold Charleston. Like, how the hell is this show not sold out, people? Um, (laughs) Uh Like, this is Henry Rollins, and we haven't seen him in years. The last time he came through the here, there was an ice storm, and it was canceled. Wow. So um, I'm going. I actually texted my old neighbor. I'm like, hey, man, you going to go see Rollins? He's like, yeah, want to ride together? I'm like, oh, sure. All right, let's go yeah. for it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I haven't seen seen him or her out in a while, so that's going to be fun. And then I think him and I are going to go see Weed Eater um, together as well, and that is this coming Excellent. Thursday. Right, so like this week, I'm not quite at snowy level, but it's getting there. I'm gonna have two shows in the there. same week. Two shows in one week? Are you gonna Are you gonna pull through, Gramps? I probably not. <laughs> I'm probably gonna need to take the next week off to recover. Uh, all right, on. Know, all right, because I'm an old motherfucker. But anyway, um, yeah. So Henry's here, and then um, I I've been looking for stuff to watch on just just things i can watch like when i exercise or i'm trying to get like 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 do some sort of like exercising or like when it's raining and i can't get outside so i found the eric car story on amazon for like two or three bucks and i bought it wow excellent if you're a kiss fan if you're an eric car fan and i mean you have to be a very particular kiss fan of like 80s kiss right um, because mm-hmm. that's really the the timeline of Eric Carr. It's I am not going to like I'm not going to say like oh it's wonderfully shot. There's a great documentary. It is a hodgepodge of shit, and I mean that in the most positive sense. Like they just got every old videotape they could find, anybody they could talk to, they got them. Bruce Kulick's in there. Um, I can't remember who else. I think Bob Kulick's in there too. Right. Oh wow! Um, but you know they they get all sorts of people to play with them. Um, there's a story I didn't know about him surviving a fire at a club that he was playing, and it, hmm. it's it's really it's great. Like if you're a Kiss fan, you are going to love it. If you're like, nah, you know, I really only liked a couple songs from the Kiss in the '80s. Like, don't even bother because it's a ton of home videos, and it's a lot of videos of just Eric just dicking around, and it's funny. Yeah, that's because, the stuff to go for. Oh, it's great because he's sitting there behind his drum set. He's like, "This is a Tom," and then, then he looks at him. He goes, "This is a Dick," and this is a Harry. He goes, "Oh no, wait!" He points to his crotch. No, this is a Dick. You know, oh. <laughs> like he's just 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 goofing around, being stupid, you know, and having so much fun with it. And so, you you really get to see that other side, that personal side, like the you know the warm, fuzzy, cuddly side, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's cool. Like, as a KISS fan, I love it. I will recommend it to any other KISS fan. Um, but if you're not a KISS fan, like, don't, just don't do it because I don't want to hear about it. Right. So I was watching that, and then that finished. I'm like, man, I need something else to watch. And guess what it suggested for me? 
What's that? Mean Man, the Chris Holmes story. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, right. Excellent, excellent. So what'd you think? Well, so you had told me about this documentary, and I forgot, and then it came out. I'm like, all right, Snowy talked about this, so I started watching it. And if you remember when we talked about it before, I said, well, I think Chris is a dick. And when it started, that's, that solidified how I felt, right? Because I'm watching it, and he's like, well, um, I'm in France, but I don't speak French. Um, but, you know, when I'm um, my shows, I sing in English, and I still come to it. I'm just like, wow, big, dumb American talking. Keep going, you know. <laughs> um, and then, I like, it keeps going, it keeps going, and we get to the end, and I'm like, okay, I would go see this live in a heartbeat. Because mm-hmm. he's 63 and an absolute badass on guitar still. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. Absolute badass. And I... So let, let me... Because you saw the doc, right? Yeah. Do you think he has brain damage? And I'm being serious. Um, maybe... Well... Hmm. I think it's from the alcohol. I, I think... I when you When you live the life... It's going. It's going to catch up to you. And yeah, I. While I don't like, I'm not saying the guy's a blithering idiot or anything like that. It's just he's. You. You. You can. Yeah, he's kind of lived the life. Yeah. And if, if there's some mental repercussions because of that, I wouldn't be surprised. But you know what? I never really picked up on anything like that maybe you're just more astute to this stuff than i am well so because of of what i do in my professional life i'm always observing things now Mm -hmm. and um i just started started watching because like like, you know studying behaviors is 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 part part of what we do and i'm just kind of watching them and you know just the way he's talking at the beginning, and then of course they showed the famous, you know, Decline of Western Civilization Part Two clip, and I'm watching yeah. that, and I'm listening to people talk about them, and they're going back and forth on is it fake, is it not? He's like, no, it's water. He would have never wasted vodka. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know what? I think you I believe what? that. I think yeah, I think that's kind of the deciding factor for me too. Yeah, and then you know when Lita Ford tried to get him to quit drinking, and he wouldn't, and especially like. She was drinking heavy, so if she's telling you to stop drinking, like, yeah, then yeah, and so like he's he's truly and what the 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 quote of of the thing. Well, my sixth DUI saved my life. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm a firm believer in one strike. You you get a DUI once, okay have your license suspended or whatever you get a second time there's no need for you to be driving anymore dude at at, at all at all yeah. like lifetime suspension from from driving you can you know you can live your life without a car well i've been doing it for decades now yeah yeah like who um it it's a miracle he didn't kill himself or anybody else it really mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. But then just, just like when I started watching that in the sixth DUI, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I think there's like some alcohol damage here. Like I, I seriously think he has some alcohol brain damage. And then he was talking about like one of his buddies that froze to death. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. got drunk, left the door open. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, you guys are that bad. It's like, oh, okay. You know, because I don't know if you've known people like that. And I haven't um, known many, but... 
Yeah, no, no. The more, like the majority, like I'm, I'm no saint, like when it comes to drinking and all that. But for me, it's a want, not a need, and it's a weekend thing. Like, I, I do it responsibly because I know, like I've seen it firsthand yeah. what alcoholism can do, and I am not going down that road. Yeah, no oh, way. Well. I, yeah. Yeah, no, see, I'm with you. And I, I made a lot of bad choices, a lot of bad mm-hmm. choices. And my, and my dad doesn't drink at all. And that's because his two, two of his uncles were raging alcoholics. You know? Oh, okay. And, well. and dad used to give me all kinds of shit about it. But, um, you know, obviously I've, like, fix, fixed it, I guess we'll say, you know, where. Right. I, like, essentially, when I drink, it's typically when I'm with you, you know. And it's like, I have a beer with this show because that's kind of what this show's about. It's a couple of metalheads mm-hmm. having a couple of drinks and talking the shit, you know. T- talking metal. That's exactly. Right. You know, so, um, but like I knew some heavy drinkers and those are the ones that always scared, just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you really need to put that down. And yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful he, he came out of it. Um, I was checking out some of his music and, dude, like, he really does still have it. Like if if he tours, if if he tours somewhere near me, I'm I'm gonna make an effort to go see it because that's you know just just the fact that he's like that that SoCal guitarist kind of thing like like from the '80s. Like he he's as much of a gem to me as like a Led Zeppelin. Like like he's mm-hmm. that much of a rock icon. You know, like like that. Oh, kind for of sure. Thing, so for sure, so, for yeah. sure. Um, well, um. With all of his medical issues go going on, apparently his upcoming tour is happening. Our former co-host, Sky, is bringing the mean man to to no. bulldogs here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Please tell me you're going to get a sit down with him. I'm going to do all I can. You know, oh, it's, you know, great. it's 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 always up to. It's it's always up to band management. And, well, yeah, and all and all that, but I don't know. I I, I would say I'm pretty good. In, I'm in pretty good with the venue, but, you know, at the, at the <laughs> yeah. least. And yeah. like like speaking of band management, the thing that I took away the most from the Mean Man documentary was just how okay, like his wife and him, yeah. No, okay. Like, is she not his manager? Currently, okay. yes. They're yeah. kind of working together. They're on the road and all that. I see the same. I I I see the same thing in them as I do with Max and Gloria Cavallera as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they have not only are they married, they've been married for a long time. They have the business connection as well. And I would be just as stoked to meet his wife as uh, as it would be to meet and speak to Chris. Because every time Max comes through town, okay, and I, and I speak to him, first person I'm always spe- I'm speaking to first is Gloria. And well, she's a fantastic lady. Bone up on your French, man. <laughs> she is way sure. more fluent in French. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So good. I'm glad you uh, had a chance to check out that documentary. And are you, how, how how are you with your Tubi yet? Do you have? Uh, so I have it. I have. I didn't watch it there. I watched it on Amazon because I just oh, okay. had to be there. 
Um, But yeah, no, I need to start getting through the Tubi stuff. Because I was getting sucked into these shows and nothing was getting accomplished. I'm like, I need something I can watch where my brain's going to be productive. So the Eric Carr story, my brain's going to be productive. The Mean Man story, my brain's going to be productive. Because I am watching that guy play guitar and I am watching every little motion of his fingers and the stage presence, all of it. Just taking it all in because, you know, it's rock and roll. And I just love rock and roll. So, yeah. So, like when I'm watching documentaries and learning stuff, my my brain's more productive. But there is something coming up on um, Netflix that we need to talk about. Um, When, as this show airs, it will be out on Netflix called The Metal Lords. Uh, as soon as you were done talking, I was going to drop that. No word of a lie. I was going to mention that. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. It, it, it again, <laughs> almost feels like my high school years. Because mm-hmm. you have like two kids that are the only metalheads in their school trying to start a metal band. <laughs> so this should be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure next episode we'll have our full report. Oh, yeah for it i'm definitely looking forward to it yeah and then already i'm already seeing people online you know those metal elitists and all that oh tom morello's in it well fuck that you know you know give it a give it a shot like chances are a lot of people a lot of metal heads are going to relate to this yeah because that's what i took out of the trailer it's like oh yeah i was there for sure i i totally get this yeah, yeah, and that and Netflix is good for um, for making those those movies that kind of connect to heavy music fans. The yeah. uh, the Moxie movie about the um, the the young lady who's oh, the riot um, girl movement. The, yeah, basically yeah. the basically the riot girl movie it was fantastic. Yeah, I need to go yeah. back and watch that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. So I'm excited for the Metal Lords. Um, I also found another documentary. So this one isn't quite as metal. It's definitely more rock and roll, but it's called Rumble, and it says that it's talking about like the um, the influence of Indians, and literally this is what they say, right? They said the influence of Indians on rock and roll, but they're talking about the Native Americans here, right? You know, in the United States. And um, Rumble is the song title. Um, well, it's, it's the title of the song by Link Ray, who is like um, one of the early rock and roll rockabilly guitarists, right? <clears throat> okay. I always associated him with uh, California. Apparently, he's from North Carolina, which I had no idea. Um, and mm-hmm. he's also Native American, which I had no idea. So... I'm only a little little bit of the way through it, but I'm like, this is fascinating. It's really fascinating, and it's it's drawing very interesting um, parallel lines here, right? For between, it, I I don't know if you've ever heard some like like you know native like traditional Native American song dance that sort of stuff, but it's very rhythmic, right? And that that mm-hmm. rhythm. And then, you know, when you think about that and then the rock and roll rhythms, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of roots here, you know, like very, very tribal. So, yeah, so that, so that's going on. Um, that's, that's, it's been a lot of good, like good quality TV to watch, you know, like right. something that's not melting my brain. So it's been fun. Now, 
Speaking of melting brains, Lamb of God covers Wake Up Dead by Megadeth. Have you heard it? You know what? I just I just saw that in my inbox today while I was at work. I, did, I didn't get a chance to give it a listen. I'm, as soon as I'm off the air here, yeah, I'm going to because I'm curious. It's fantastic. Oh, right on. I, I love it because I, I was always a big fan of that song. And um, it's it's rare where a cover is gonna be like, oh, this is better than the original. But I think this is better than the original. Oh, big words, man! Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the cool part is because Dave is still on it. You know? Oh, okay, all right. And I'm like, oh no, this is really good, and just the groove and everything. Um, the, how about the new Mashuga? Have you heard the new Mashuga yet? No, not yet. It just dropped today. It's it's lacking something for me, and I, and I I'm a Meshuggah fan, like I enjoy Meshuggah because you know I guess they kind of count as like the math metal sort of thing, and mm. this album felt like doom math metal. <laughs> Is the best way to say it. Oh, 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 only radioactive metal can come up with. New names for subgenre. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was. I don't know. Like I and it's one of those things where I'm like, I need to give this a second listen. But it just, I don't know. It it didn't grab me the first time, so I really need to give this a shot. But um, but yeah, yeah. So so that's going on. And then last, and but definitely not least, dun, 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 dun. metal and monsters, the new. TV quote unquote show um, yes. from Gibson Guitars on uh-huh. YouTube. Did you yes. watch it? Well, you gave me the heads up. I I started watching it at work the other day. Okay, and it's it's like okay, okay. I watched so much, but I had to walk away from it, and I haven't gotten back to it. But I knew you were going to be talking about it. I'm going to get to that first episode sometime this weekend because. What I did catch, this is fantastic stuff. It is fantastic. And and I think what I really liked about it is it's almost like somebody went back every October and listened to all those episodes and said, what if we made this into a TV show? <laughs> right? Yes, and, and yes. you know, before anybody like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, if you listen to the stuff that Snowy has done, guys where he finds the old KTEL commercials and he, and he intersperses that and some of the funny interviews he does with like Jason and things, you know, like, um, like, like they, there's, there's a lot of that stuff. Like you're, you're watching the show. They played, you know, commercials for the, for kiss dolls. And, um, oh, I can't remember if it was rip magazine. I think it was rip or is ripper metal edge, but just all these old commercials. I'm like, wow, is this, Fine. And <laughs> with the first episode, there is a contest, right? Metallica's sponsoring. Mm-hmm. You can get a cassette copy of the Black Album. Um, also, there's going to be like album copies. And then one lucky winner gets like the deluxe whole thing of the Black Album. Um, but here's my favorite part about the giveaway. Would you like to know the website to go to get there for the giveaway? Uh, sure, sure. Well, there isn't one, and that's no? my favorite part. The <laughs> only way to enter is by sending a letter to a P.O. box. 
An old-fashioned snail mail. I How love it. I fucking love it. metal can you get? Very. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I wrote my letter. I sent it off the other day. I told them, I said, listen, man. I said, thanks for doing this show. It's fantastic. Tell the guys at Gibson this is the coolest thing since the Explorer and the Flying V. I, ah. Like, I, I have got to hand it to Gibson, right? Because, you know... <laughs> They, they signed Dave Mustaine as, like, their first new signature artist, um, which, I, that one still doesn't work for me. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Like, Kirk Hammett makes total sense. I feel like Kirk should have been the first one. Because he's, you know, um, honestly, they should have Kirk and James. They are both dedicated Gibson players. They have flying Vs and Explorers. Like, they have a whole, whole, whole rack of things they could have done. But... Mm-hmm. They they are really you know they 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 kind of have, I guess you know some missteps with the management they've changed things around shaken it up and they're really getting back to what makes Gibson Gibson like um there there's a stretch where I go play a new Gibson in a store and it would suck and it'd be four thousand dollars and it'd, that'd be the discounted price oh. you know and it's like jeez <clears throat> and the thing is somebody was paying it people mm-hmm. buying them like this is awful you know there were reports that people would get a brand new gibson the um like you know parts would fall off the guitar like the inlays and the neck and stuff's like geez and now since they took over like it's like they're like nope let's get back to the core product like let's do a les paul better than anybody can do a les paul let's do the sgs like there we go so um this metal and monsters show i don't know what their end game is if there's anything other than just like, you know what? How much fun would it be to do this? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this might only end up being five episodes, ten episodes. Who knows? They haven't really said. But wow, man, that was a ton of fun. Um, and right, right. yeah, like it's dude. It's so, so worth your time and so many bonus points for having to send a letter to enter the contest. I love that. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And they had the perfect first two guests in in Robert England, Freddie. Yeah. I ran Elm Street, you know, series. And Don Dawkin from Dawkin, who yes. those two, okay, will forever be connected. Because, of course, Dawkin did the classic, you know, Dream Warriors song from part three of nightmare on elm street part three and when you say metal and horror what are the things that you immediately what what immediately comes to your mind well i i honestly think freddie a lot you know and then you're gonna think docking right after it right after that because those two had such an impact in bringing metal and horror together yeah so those were the the best first two guests to have on uh, i know those are the two i would have tapped yeah the, the next for sure. one for me is shocker and megadeth yes <laughs> for sure for sure and i i totally get that because of megadeth because of mustangs or meg megadeth's version of no more mr nice guy was yep. basically the theme to that fantastic movie so yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't got I haven't got to it yet. It's definitely on the list because you're right. When you got a hold of me, you said, "Dude, this is right up your alley." 
<laughs> and I got the, through the first 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's right. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's like yeah. Christmas came early, you know, or <laughs> or in this case for us, Halloween came early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's kind of getting me hyped for Halloween already. We're, we're not even in the summertime yet. Me too. I'm so excited. And then, because Count D, Peggy, the bassist in uh, Zombie, right? Like, other than having Rob Zombie hosted, I don't know if I can think of another another host more qualified, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's talking about the tour they got coming on, because I'm following him on Instagram. I'm like, oh, it's, this just feels like we've got a lot of great <clears throat> monster content coming. Let's put it that way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what else you got? That, believe it or not, is it. This is my longest metal fix, which feels like a very long time. I don't know, dude. You you've been uh you've been coming up with a lot of beauties lately. It's it, sure. man, there's been some great stuff. Really been oh, some great sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. For myself, first of all, I kind of forgot to mention when I was talking about Ninja Cat Phil and Diana's wedding, they're their okay, their song, you know, their first dance song. Okay, David David Draymond and Lizzie Hale did this absolutely fantastic cover of Ozzy and Lita's "Close My Eyes Forever." Really, I didn't know about that, that. That was their wedding dance song, and and I didn't quite recognize. It. I mean, those are two voices I probably should have. Okay, but I didn't quite recognize it right away, but I recognized the song and that it was a, a, a an up-to-date metal version. I just turned and I looked at Mrs. Snowy and she she and she looked at me and we just knew okay, this is perfect for them. I was absolutely fantastic. Sorry, I kind of forgot to mention that for myself for my metal fix here um we were out and about to the record shops and the bookstores and all of that good stuff and first of all i'm going to start off with um i found a really cool book here a um it it's a paperback about the size. Okay, it's it's the paperback about the size of a graphic novel. Okay, and it's a version of the Ramones, the complete twisted history. I found it secondhand oh, at at nice. Planet of Sound. Yeah, yeah, from Dick Porter. Yeah, it's really cool. I got it in my hot little fists here. I'm flipping through it. A lot of really cool stuff. When I showed it to my wife and Little Snowy, okay, the only real way that Little Snowy knows who the Ramones is is just from me singing it and playing it at home and all that. But she remembers seeing them on The Simpsons for Mr. Burns' birthday party when they came out and sang happy birthday to him. So, of course, my daughter has to ask, so in in your new little book there, Dad, uh, any, any mention of them being on The Simpsons? And I'm flipping through, and it's like, no, no, sorry, kiddo. A lot of rock and roll high school here, though. That's pretty funny. But, 
I but, honestly but, don't think I knew about <laughs> the Simpsons thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting into that a little later on. That same day, I made my way to the old gold vintage vinyl shop. Okay. And, okay, basically, I was there because I saw they had posted that they had a secondhand copy of this Flash Gordon Oh, album. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been, like, <laughs> no, waiting for a week okay. to find out if you got yeah. it. Okay, I did get it. I did yes! get it. Yes! It was, it was on the racks. I grabbed it. I, did, I, I didn't know what it was, but I'm just an old Flash Gordon fan. So, like, I'm, I'm going to buy it. As it turned out, it wasn't um, the old serials onto a vinyl or anything like that. It wasn't. It was basically a new, new, new material for 1982. Okay. Okay. But it was basically a kids' audio adventure and musical. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and Flash Gordon is singing. Ming is singing. Wow. It's just, this record is so bad. I loved every second <laughs> of it. Of course. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. But yeah. while I was there, okay, and for some reason I don't know why, but I have yet... I, I had yet to own a copy of the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Really? Either the pop songs or the orchestration music and all that. Well, I saw it. I grabbed it. Okay, and here's a little life lesson that yeah. I'm going to give to all to all of our listeners. Okay, I bought this just on the strength of the title song. Okay, Ray, Ray Parker Jr. Right. There was a couple of the instrumentals as well. Okay, so that's the strength that I bought it on. I got home. I put it on. I finally look at the, the track listing. I now own a fucking air supply song. Congratulations. Oh, God. <laughs> Just the worst band ever. No, oh. but Snowy, you're the meaning of my life. You are the inspiration. Oh, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So while I was at Old Gold and just kind of hanging on, because I just don't go into a record shop and, and look around, buy my shit, and leave. I'm When Snowy walks into your shop, it's an experience. Okay. Let's, let's kind of put it that way. Well, the owner of the shop, Brent... He goes into the back. Big shout out. Great guy. Love hanging with him. We start talking about Record Store Day. Okay, what are you doing here with Record Store Day? This, that, and another thing. He said, actually, for Record Store Day, I'm going to be putting out a whole whack of cool records from the 80s. Oh, he goes nice. He goes into the back. He brings out a record from a band called Juggernaut. Okay. He goes, okay, what can you tell me about this? I said, you know what? I remember that. I never actually heard it, but I remember seeing it advertised in the magazines and all that. I, I haven't even heard it yet. When you put it out record store day, I'll be here first thing. I'll buy it. He goes back. He brings out a Steel Angel album. Same thing. I don't know anything. Like, I, I haven't heard it. 
once again, I remember that from the magazines. I have a feeling come record store day, I'm going to be buying a lot of records off you. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> okay. He goes back. He comes out, and I've got it in my hot little fist right now. You can't see it, but I'm showing you the cover at uh, my computer screen and all that. He's holding the Trick or Treat Fastway soundtrack. On vinyl? On vinyl. No! He says to me, Snowy, what can you tell me about this record? I can tell you it's sold. (laughs) The first thing out of my mouth is... (gasps) He goes, oh, okay, so you know something about (laughs) about this. And I spent about 10 minutes telling him all about the movie, all about the soundtrack, just just everything. Okay. And he's he's looking at the back cover. Yeah, I see Ozzy on here. What's going on with that? Yeah, I see Gene Simmons. What's what's going on with that? And all that. So I'm I mean like I I'm explaining everything. I'm telling I got I have the movie the soundtrack memorized. I have it on cassette. I have it on CD. I don't have it on vinyl yet. And he, he just says to me, you know what, dude, do you just want to buy it now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I most certainly do. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. So yes, in my hot little fists, I have the trick or treat, Original music score by sound by by none other than Fastway. That is one of the my score all-time of scores. It is, it is because I don't even remember seeing a lot of these, you know, on the shelf back in '86, '87. There are not like, a lot no, of those. No, no, like there there weren't a lot. I saw the cassette, and then fast forward a couple of years, you know, I did see the CD here and there, but vinyl was kind of a yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really stoked for that, and just oh, wow. when that when that when that needle dropped on this on this record, wow, oh, wow, right on, right on. So I want to get into some music here, but before we do that, a couple of cool records came across my desk um, on the YouTube's. There is a really cool channel called. N-O-W-T-H-M Full Albums. New Wave of Traditional Heavy Metal, where basically this channel uploads a lot of cool albums from, well, exactly exactly what it is. The New Wave of Traditional Metal. Current bands that have that 80s feel to it and that influence from it. Well... That channel, in conjunction with No Dust Records, last year, up on the band camps and all that, they put out a cool compilation called The New Age of Steel, Volume 1. Basically like a metal massacre, but more geared towards there. And they've got a lot of really, there's a lot of really cool bands, bands that we've played in the past, like Haunt, Warrior Path, Fortress, another really cool band, Merciless Law. Really, really cool bands that kind of fit that mold. Well, available now, courtesy of No Dust, it's now available on CD. All, all of this, all of these great bands. Well, that came across my desk, and I, I was playing some of this stuff. Really great stuff. 
as well kind of pissing around on Bandcamp myself when i discovered a really cool hardcore punk band out of new zealand called unsanitary napkins (laughs) okay 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 now with a name like that i'm sure you're thinking okay this has to be gross like a this has to be like a feminist punk band they're trying to make a statement with it and you would be correct really really cool stuff feminist political punk with a female vocalist i i love stuff like this their name of their latest record is all billionaires are bastards and they they get into like they get into that whole stuff and i gave the record a spin and it's like oh yeah yeah this is definitely for me one of these times i would actually like to get this band on but you know we're north america like australia's on the other side of the world what no yeah (laughs) yeah so that's that's going to be a little difficult but a little closer to home and you're going to get a kick out of this because I know how you like to rib me about being a Canadian, eh? And everything that involves with with Canada. Canadian trad metaler Skullfist. Oh, that's okay. a great name. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Their new record, Paid in Full, will be available April 22nd from Atomic Fire Records. Great new label, by the way, that's putting out a lot of really cool stuff. Well, Skullfist, Skull no stranger to this show. We've had them on. We'll have them on again. And every time they drop a record, we always make sure to play a track. Their latest video from this record called For the Last Time. Okay, it's basically, and they're a trio, and it's basically them playing in a wooden shed. Okay, play, playing the song. But it's minus tw- in minus twenty weather. In That's a Canadian, as Canadian as you can get that you cannot get anymore. Like you can see, like when Zach is singing, you can see his breath. You can see the steam rising from the band members, you know, because they're now working up a sweat in the cold and all that. That is pretty Canadian. It was it was absolutely fantastic. I get halfway through this video. I said, "Oh, I gotta tell Aaron about this because <laughs> he's he's gonna love it more than you know most Canadians would appreciate this." The only thing that make it better for me is if you told me that in this shed they were actually like processing the raw maple syrup. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> right from the tree. You know that would definitely yeah, and then or... doing shots of maple syrup. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to love it. And you're going to love this song as well. So without further ado, how about we drop that amazing new Skull Fist track from the aforementioned upcoming record, Paid in Full. This is For the Last Time.
From that aforementioned awesome compilation from the new wave of traditional heavy metal YouTube channel and No Dust Records, New Age of Steel Volume One. That is Haunt band. Like we, well, we we played Haunt on before because they really epitomize, you know, that whole young guns with the with with the old school influence that was imaginary borders and before that yeah i couldn't resist it had to drop a track new zealand's unsanitary napkins all billionaires are bastards <laughs> you can't can't argue that great stuff great stuff and um as we speak it's uh it, it is we forgot to mention and it'll be a week from now but Bandcamp friday yeah you know, you know, so I hope everyone is off doing all of their due diligence. June 10th and 11th is Decibel. Well, oh, no. Decibel Magazines. Decibel Magazines. Decibel Magazines Meddling Beer Fest in Philadelphia. Now, this is an annual event. You know, where basically all of the local breweries in Philly, in Philly and all the surrounding areas and all that, they all come out to peddle their wares at this amazing metal festival. This year, none other than the legendary Nuclear Assault are going to be uh, playing this festival that everyone's getting all excited about yeah yeah although this year i don't think i can make my way down but dude maybe the 2023 metal and beer fest in philly we ought to we ought i mean that's something taylor made for this show oh my goodness yeah 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 so maybe we should think about getting our butts to it um Right to kind of promote all of this, none other than former metal radioactive metal alum Dan Lilker, he of Nuclear Assault fame and Brutal Truth and any number of metal and grindcore bands over the years, he kind of took to the interwebs to give us the bad news that after this festival, Nuclear Assault as a band are hanging it up. They're hanging up the the spiked boots because and they're going to call nuclear assault a career. Which yeah, that's too bad. Okay, like I was right there with nuclear assault right from the beginning. And it's it's too bad, but it's also understandable. If they're not, you know, it's been a while since they put out any new material. I think it's been 3 or 4 Four years since their last EP Pounder, okay, which was really good stuff. We played it on the show. They, he just basically said, we've all got lives, we've all got things going on, and we're not getting any younger. I think it's just time to put nuclear assault to bed. Okay. Dan knows best. But me, I'm a little bit bummed about that because it's just it's just a band that I was into right from the start, and I just kept going with them throughout throughout through throughout the years. So I figured, 
maybe we'll take a couple minutes out on this episode of Radioactive Metal. Since, like I said, Dan Wilker has been on the show before. He was actually the um, the very first. Okay, the legendary question that <laughs> that that okay. I ask. Okay, like whenever I start an interview with someone with a veteran who's been around for a while. Okay, and I like to start the conversation off with, okay, what's your reaction to the word legendary? I say that I'm going to pull the the curtain back a little bit. I say that because it, it puts a smile on the subject's face and it gets them talking. It gets them in a good mood. And from there we just go. That question I've, I posed to Dan Lilker about halfway through the first, the, the one and only time that we spoke to him. Uh, it, it, it just popped into my head. Okay, he's just like, well, how, how about this? He gets called that all the time. Let's get his reaction. It was just, it was just on the fly, and from that moment, I've I've always kept that, you know, that that weapon in my back pocket to use on these veterans when when it was needed. So that that way, nuclear salt, radioactive metal will always be sort of connected. As well, um, uh, my hat, my my baseball cap, okay, which everyone sees me every show that I go out to for years now. It's a nuclear assault hat with a couple pins from local bands and all that that I bought directly off Mr. Lilker. So, like, whenever anyone ever asks me about my nuclear salt hat, you know, that's cool. Where'd you get that? You know, hey, I bought this right off the of Lilker himself. And that's that. pretty so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, like, this is one of my most cherished, like, material possessions is my, is my nu- is my nu- nuclear salt hat. Uh-huh. Later on that night, okay, I ran into Mr. Lilker again at the urinal. <laughs> We 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 ended up beside one another in the bathroom. So literally pissing it up. We were literally (laughs) pissing it up. Yes, yes. So so one of one of my stories that I always like to share is yes, I bought my nuclear salt hat right off of Dan Lilker, and later that night I actually peed right beside him. It's just just one of those little life life anecdotes that I like to share, especially since I've always kind of been a uh, pretty big fan of them. Like, have you, where is nuclear salt in your, in your lexicon, I guess? Like, with, I with, with honestly them? don't know if I could name a single song. I'm aware oh, okay. of them. I'm aware of right. heritage because Dan being an anthrax, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I'm aware of all their album covers, like great album covers. I honestly don't know why I've never really listened to them. Well, it's never too late, my friend. Well, no, it's that's never- what I'm thinking. And like when you told me they were hanging it up, I was hoping it was going to be like a small tour or something. Or like, hey, let's do like one one, one last run around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, because you yeah, know, and kind th- of get them to your area. Well, because thankfully everybody's coming here currently. Like hell, Elton mm-hmm. John's going to be here. 
Oh, wow. You know? So it's like, wow, like, all of a sudden, everybody's coming through. I mean, Megadeth is coming in May with Lamb of God, you know? Yeah. They never come through here. Just like Gojira never comes through here. So, you know, as these bands come through here, I feel obligated to go see them. Well, yeah, that's definitely... Because, like, I have seen live... I have seen Nuclear Assault live a couple times when they've played the Manitoba Metal Fest here, the time in question that I'm talking about. As well, we had the good fortune a couple years ago, they played the Quebec Death Fest when uh, when I made That's my right. way way out there for that. Not only was new was Nuclear Salt playing, but his side project, the Grindcore band Blurring, was playing as well. Okay, and I admit it, I didn't even know what Blurring was, okay? Where we were at this, we were at the festival. Myself, it was myself, our good buddy Ducky, and Melissa Box from the Metalhead Box. Okay, we were there, but I had to go back. I can't remember even why, but I had to go before we went to that venue. Okay, I had to go back to the hotel for one reason or another. Okay, when I get there, I get a phone call from Ducky. He's like, "Man, this band blurring." Okay, it's really great. And it's Dan Wilker's band. What? What the hell is that? Like, holy shit and all that. So by the time I got to the venue, okay, they had already played. And Lilker was already already hang, hanging out, talking with friends and fans and all of that. This is, this is what a great guy Dan Lilker is. Okay. Yeah, he's a quote-unquote legendary figure in the underground and everyone loves him and everyone loves nuclear salt and sod and like he's an underground rock star he does not act like it you're just as likely to see him just hanging out with people having a drink or whatever before or after he plays just as if he was just a local band so that was really cool to see. I'm just kind of kicking myself that I ended up missing missing the band. Um, so I've seen them I've seen them live a couple times. The first time I discovered them, okay, was um, well, okay, it was with the Game Over debut album. Okay, that's at the beginning, the intro at the beginning of the album, channeling my inner Bill Paxton from Aliens, in case you never caught on to that. <laughs> game over, man. Game over. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought that was absolutely perfect. Before that debut record came out, okay, my old, this was, oh, when did that record come out? 87, I want to say, 80, 86, 87. Before that full-length Nuclear Salt record came out, the first single from that was the song Brain Death. Okay, and my buddy Skid, okay, he went out and he bought the 7-inch single to this song. Or 7-inch, the 12-inch. And, you know, he said, hey man, like this great new band, Nuclear Salt come check this out and all that so i went to his place played this amazing song never even heard of this nuclear assault 
or anything like that. But that's kind of how I was introduced to the band. And then it was, it was just a couple of months later, the Game Over record comes out and it's like, oh, okay, this is Nuclear Salt. Oh, okay. And this is pre-internet. Okay. It's not like um, all of the magazines have been pounding us with all the Nuclear Salt stuff or anything like that. I just happened to notice on the back of the record and all that as I bought Game Over, this is Dan Lilker X Anthrax. This is his band. Oh, this is a lot of really cool stuff. Not only was it just cool 80s thrash, and like when you talk when you talk 80s thrash, like Nuclear Salt, okay, and then he would go on that collaboration with Billy Milano and the guys from uh, from Anthrax. They would they would collab on the SOD and all that. These these are 80s thrash mainstays like they are a huge part of it like just like you you have metallica mega slayer anthrax exodus testament death angel dark angel and, and you have nuclear salt as as well and it was so cool like to see them as part of that not only okay were they big in the thrash scene they had that crossover appeal, not crossover music like the DRIs, the Accused, the Corrosion of Conformities. They're a straight up thrash band, yeah. But for some reason, punks and hardcore kids back then, you were just as likely to see them, to see, you know, Mohawks and punk kids at a nuclear assault show and wearing nuclear assault patches and merch. As you know, as you would, you know, a, at a metal show as well. Like, there was bands that just had that appeal. Yeah. Motorhead was definitely one. <laughs> okay. With, without changing genres or without changing sound, a lot of, a lot of metal, a lot of metal fans were into GBH and the Dead Kennedys yeah. and Minor Threat and all that. I know I was. For sure, for sure. I, I want to point something interesting out here. So I'm looking at the Nuclear Assault wiki, and they're talking about the um, the first drummer, Scott Dubois. And um, okay. they're listing his other bands, and another band he played with, and this is just amazing, was the Psycho Sluts from Hell. <laughs> and I remember them. So I click on that link and I'm reading like member names um, like Venus Penis Crusher. Uh-huh. I wish you were a beer. Donna She-Wolf. Like where, where is this sort of over-the-topness that <laughs> like I, I miss this kind of theatric stuff. Venus Penis Crusher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I woke up this morning... I knew we were going to be talking some nuclear salt. I didn't think Cycle Sluts from Hell was going to come up. Well, that's what we do here, right? We take left turns. Definitely, definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I, I want to go back and give... I, I, I want to give that stuff a listen to. It's It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. 
one of my favorite songs from <coughs> Nuclear Assault, and it's just it's just it just remained just a favorite song in general, and it's actually both of my favorite nu- Nuclear Assault songs, um, and I think I think they both still live up to today. But the 1980, yeah, it was 87, 87 or 88, their uh, second full-length album, Survive. The first single and video of that was a song called Brainwashed, where it was basically telling you to turn off the TV, turn off the radio, pick up a book, think for yourself. And that mentality, that idea, okay, and it was probably songs like that, you know, that caught the attention of the hardcore, of the punk kids. Okay. Like, that's that, that that's an idea that I think is still is still relevant today. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we need especially with the rise of the internet, where Ooh, people are yeah. getting, you know, as people are probably getting the majority of their, their information off of memes. You know, well, that's the only place whatever I know for the information. Is. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I only like to get my political information from a picture with um, a couple sentences on it, and that's how well, yeah. I vote in elections. Of course, of course, you that know. someone made in their basement that, that has a total that has their own slant and their own idea behind it, and all that. So, on, on honestly, I would really like to see like a really cool. Either metal, either a trad metal band doing their take on this song, or a really cool hardcore band from today. I would really like to hear their take on "Brainwashed," another one of my favorite songs that I think really holds up today from their last EP, "Pounder: Analog Man in a Digital World." Oh, I like that. Okay, tell me, and we've played this song on the show. Like, tell me, like, dude. Okay, <laughs> that 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 kind of sums us up, I think. I think. <sighs> I I am digimortal. I think at this part. <laughs> right on. Right, like I I, I think I am um, the stranger in a strange land from. Um, oh my goodness! Wait, uh, caught somewhere in time. I'm I'm that Eddie. I'm cyber cyber. Uh, okay. You know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share some nuclear saltness with our listeners um, for this episode. And we'll get to some, you know, some nuclear salt relevant tunes in a little bit. But I know, okay, as we speak, once again, we're a little late with this but it's Bandcamp friday and i know you want to do something specific for this day so what's going on here well i do and we talked about this off air and i'm glad you suggest this and we've really got to get on our game and do this more often right mm-hmm. so a couple episodes back i called out a band that i just fell in love with called daikaiju right mm-hmm. surf rock band They've got fantastic, um, just fan- fantastic imagery, you know, monsters of surf and just these great, great album covers. So 
I'm going to buy, I think the first album is just called Daikaiju. Mm-hmm. Although Cock Lobster is a pretty good one. Because <laughs> that's fine. So um, I am going to buy that album. I'm going to buy the Daikaiju. I'm okay. It's to my cart here. You're going to buy them right on the air. Here. I'm going to buy them right on the air. So I've just added oh, Daikaiju right to my cart. Um, let's see here. I also need to find, so check this out. There's an album called Konichiwa Gojira. It's from 2012. Nice. Konichi. I'm. Konichiwa. Okay. Konichiwa in Japan is like hello. It's great. Yeah. Like aloha in Hawaii. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to buy this album as well. Now, so this is more like. Um, a metal hardcore album, um, and, but when you see the album cover, it I like I looked at the album cover and it's called Godzuki Kids. I'm like, oh, oh shit! I'm wow. like, I'm like, uh. this is gonna be like like this real, and and it's all like the kawaii Japanese stuff. It's the cutesy stuff. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be like pop or something. And then I hit the play button and I'm like, holy shit! Nope, nope, not pop. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know what track we'll play from this at some point on this show, but we will play a track from this some some point on the show. Okay. So I am buying that album as well. I'm going to add that to my cart. Let's see here. And I think I'm going to go back to, um, the Daikaiju and mm-hmm. get a couple singles here too. Or maybe, oh, so... The hardest part about this is spelling the names. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have so many great singles. And honestly, like if they had this, um, see, they've got them at seven inch vinyls and they're sold out. Like I, this is a band that I really need to get on their, um, on their mailing list. Like, like I, I need to be on this mailing list. All right, so let's all see right. here. So, all right, so I'm buying, so I'm buying both of their full end albums, and we're gonna take a quick look at the T-shirts. I know this is riveting radio, isn't it? Oh um, no, this is great. I, you know, I, okay, I, I've never heard another radio show or podcast actually do record shopping live like this. So well, this, I, this is the first. The thing is, like, we we love music here, right? Like that, that's. There's no joke for that. We we legit love music, you know? And I'm looking for my wallet. But it, it's one of those things where we keep saying that we need to get better at supporting these bands that we love. Um, let's see here. Can I change my payment method? Um don't don't give any information away. Yeah, no, I know. So we're gonna see what goes on here. But so that's that. I have now bought three fantastic albums. Um, I am not going to say what I paid, but I will tell you that I did pay more than what the requested amount was. Um, because one, I like to support these independent bands when I can. Uh, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's just like an extra dollar, but also knowing that it's Bandcamp Friday and that extra money goes right to them. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So we, 
we we don't begrudge Bandcamp anything for taking their their part. What they're doing is a fantastic service, and the bands really dig dig and appreciate what what yeah. they're doing. But these Bandcamp Fridays, when they say, you know what, we're waving our shit, like how do you not respect that? You well, have to. That's just it. Bandcamp's the best thing going for an indie artist, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to find more information about this. But you hear they're purchased by Epic Games. Mm, and okay. Epic Games is famous for Fortnite. Like that's oh, their, okay. their, their big game. But um man, like Epic Games is a big corporation. Like okay. very corporate. They went toe to toe with Apple recently. Ah. You know, and I'm just like, uh are we gonna lose are, are are we gonna lose this this musicians for musicians community? Right. You know, I, I, I hope not. But again, like, you know, if if we go out here and support these sort of things where we make our voice known, then, you know, I, I think that's that's a, a step in the right direction there. So, For sure. yeah, you know, like that, that's kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, so I, I made those purses, three albums, two by the same band by Daikaiju. And the other one I found by accident searching for Daikaiju called um, Kenichiwa Gojira by Godzuki Kids. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. The, the only reason I'm cringing is because I remember Godzuki. Oh, yeah. Me too. From the, from the Godzilla cartoon. Yes. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. But I love it. See, I, I liked Godzuki. He was adorable. Uh, I don't know. Even as a kid, I was... Because because by the time that cartoon came out in the late 70s, I was fully immersed into the movies. Uh, so, I was too. But you've read the Harry Potter books, right? Uh, the first three, but I... Okay, know. well, the first three are really all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for what the reference I'm about to make. So you're familiar with Hagrid, the character mm-hmm. Hagrid, right? Of course. What's Hagrid's approach to magical creatures? Well, he's the caretaker. Well, okay, but more, but more importantly, um, he's the guy who's going to look at a giant three-headed dog and be like, isn't he the cutest thing when everybody else is running in terror? <laughs> right? Okay. Um, I uh-huh. realized that I really am Hagrid. Like, I okay. wanted a pet bat as a kid. Okay. No, you know? I get that. And, and and so, like, Godzuki, like, Godzuki is like, oh, I want Godzuki as a pet, and I'll raise him to God, be Godzilla. Like, so, <laughs> you know, that that was me as a kid. That That's where I was. So see, seeing Godzuki kids, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is me. And then, dude, when you when you hear these tracks, holy shit, you're gonna lose your mind. Right on. Yeah, right you're gonna on. love it. Only on radioactive metal in the same conversation, okay? Can you hear "Cycle Sluts from Hell" and Godzuki? Yeah. <laughs> and Harry Potter. And Harry know. Potter. Yeah. I, we we, yeah. we went every which way but loose, dude. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And a Clint Eastwood reference as well. Holy shit. I'm here we, for we, you. We better drop some tunage here. How about that amazing nuclear assault song, Analog Man in a Digital World?
definitely got some nuclear assault flavor. All three of those tracks, courtesy of the one and only Dan Lilker. We're definitely going to have him on the show again. That was the aforementioned Blurring with Corpse Rat. And before that, of course, we had, we do, we had to, a Brutal Truth song. Went back to the 2011 relapse record, End Time, with Old World Order. And this week, um, you'll be happy to know that for tonight's Indie Spotlight, we are, we're going to be uh, entering your neck of the woods. You're in South Carolina, right? True, yes. Okay, well, North Carolina has its own um, music scene that sometimes I think is um, pretty underwhelming, or at least underrated, shall we say. So let's get into that in tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. From North Kakalak, let's introduce our listeners to Vorath. V-O-R-A-A-T-H. They drop a new single... Vorath is okay. While it's an it's an unsigned independent band, obviously, might not you might not know too much about them, but you might not you might know who main man Brad Paris is. Now, if that name doesn't exactly roll off the tip of your brain, his full time gig definitely will because Mr. Paris is a member of none other than Nile, who hail from the state of North Carolina. So when oh, this record Niles came across my desk, hey, wow. Snowy. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So when this record came across my my desk, hey, Snowy, check out this Vorath. Do you want to play them? <laughs> yeah, we are so there. So... In tonight's indie spotlight, the new single, The Barons from the Mighty Vorath.
Vorath, V-O-R-A-A-T-H dot Bandcamp dot com, where site you should be on every day. Because I, I, I admit it, like I, I have a Bandcamp addiction. Like I'll, I'll just sit at the computer and just scroll and just look for new music as well, which is something that everyone should do it. But if you're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Vorath, check them out there and support, support, support. Well, my friend, we got through another episode once again. Yeah, yeah, but it's always a good time. You know, the highlight of my week is always when you and I sit down, pour a drink, and press record and share all of this metal goodness with all of our listeners. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snail Snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org. That's the stuff, that's the place, that's where all episodes past, present, and future can be located. You can hear us anywhere fine podcasts are us. Aggregated, streamed, um, RSS feeded. I don't know what the proper verb is there, but um, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to some place you just heard of. We're probably there, right? We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see pictures of what's going on? I, tonight, I just posted pictures for last week's episode because it's you know kind of tough for us to keep up with this. But um, I posted pictures of the record album that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowy will be posting his pictures and you can see those at radmetal666 on Instagram so check it out facebook.com slash radmetal right you can go there mm-hmm. uh, keep up with yep. us there radmetal666 at gmail.com and last but not least we are a part of the Shining Wizards Network shiningwizardsnetwork.com whole host of fun wrestling and lifestyle podcasts and um, not only are we proud to be a part of that, but thanks to those guys, you can also find us on Spotify. So look for the Shining Wizards Network on Spotify. You will also hear another podcast. Um, it's a bunch of Canadians that hmm. talk about wrestling. And yeah. uh, one of them sounds like Snowy. The other one sounds like Ducky. It's weird, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple good looking guys. Yeah, very handsome. You should have seen them all. You should see them all decked out in their fancy suits for the wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I think, need to I send think... me your tux, tux pictures, by the way. Oh, I for sure, for sure. I th- I think ZZ Top wrote a song. How did that go again? Sharp dressed man. Every girl oh, is legs. crazy. You mean legs? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, well, and you yeah. know how to use them. <laughs> That's right. I I know how to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell yeah. by the way you walk that you're a ladies' man. No time to talk. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. For sure. For sure. And we want to thank everyone involved with the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Be sure to check everything out there to get us on out of here to bring this crazy train into the station. If you don't mind, dude, I'm going to drop another track from that amazing new wave of traditional heavy metal album, The New Age of Steel. Volume 1, I was particularly impressed with the band Against Evil, Wicked New Tune, Speed Demon. How about we drop that in the meantime and in between time? That's it. This has been a game over, man. Game over.
episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.